The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. This is our lives. I mean, we put our heart and soul into this and to make sure that the kids, the staff, and the families are all taken care of equally. Welcome to the Best of the Crest podcast, the podcast that connects the staff, campers, alumni, and families of Camp Bowercrest. All right, we are back. Ken and Stacy back in studio. How are you guys feeling? Great. Okay, end of podcast. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> now, this is David Yaz from the Boston Podcast Network, and it is back time for episode three. Episode three, right, guys? Of the Best of the Crest podcast, right, Stacy? Yes. Stacy Pollock, the camp mom for Camp Bowercrest, and Ken Cotton, the director, are both here as usual, of course. <laughs> Crowd is on their feet. And have you got any good feedback from the pod so far, if I may ask? We have. We yeah. have. We, uh, we've been posting it, and uh, our alumni have been listening, our families, and yeah, lots of good feedback. So cool. So What's on the docket for today? I understand we have a special guest we're about to make a phone call to. We, right? we do. I mean, so Ken very, and I... I'm very nervous right off the bat. Ken's... He shaved. You see, he's sweating a little. A little bit. <laughs> it's not even that warm in the studio, but... Um, so Ken and I, when we um, were in the car together a lot, going to families' houses, going to camp fairs and events and all that, and sometimes um, his mother will call um and and on the bluetooth because ken practices safe driving and um mm-hmm. so i get to hear the whole conversation and very little makes me as happy as listening to mrs cotton and ken interact so i thought i mean i've, I've mentioned it a couple times and ken was he was a little hesitant but uh then you know i gave him no choice mrs cotton is uh going to be on the horn she will be joining us and so what does he have does she have a connection to the camp other than that she's your mom no okay <laughs> No, she is. She is. What? What's? What's is this, more of a connection than that? Yeah, there, you're right. She's been there to visit. It's about family. It's about family. So th- this will be fun. We're gonna call Ms. Cotton, Lorraine. May I call her Lorraine? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Uh, you okay. May. Okay. Right after I tell you about our sponsor, Northern Lights. Much more than music, the Northern Lights Entertainment Company is dedicated to helping you create the event of your dreams. Whether you want an elegant affair or an all. Out, out of this world extravaganza, easy for me to say. Northern Lights team of entertainment professionals will work with you to produce an affair custom to your style. Learn more by visiting northernlightsentertainment.com. They rock Camp, ba- Camp Bowercrest. They're ready to rock your world. Start planning your event now. Northernlightsentertainment.com. All right, let's call. Let's, let's see what happens here, guys. This is exciting. Hello. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mrs. <laughs> Cotton. Hi, Stacy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for doing with this. I, doing this with us. I have been so excited to be able to talk to you uh, in front of all these people. <laughs> I'm excited too, Mom. It's harder to see Ken's excitement right now, but we're gonna we're gonna get him there. So I have I have prepared a couple of questions. Um, are you ready for us? I'm ready. All right. First of all. What was Ken like as a little boy? Um, he was like a wind-up toy. He just never stopped. He just kept going. Energy. Okay. Thank, uh, you. Thank you for just leaving, leaving the other <laughs> stuff out, Mom. <laughs> yeah, we don't need... All right. Well, she, she, that was good. She didn't give too many details, but uh, we have a lot of kids at camp like that, so that clearly is why he <laughs> relates so well. Um, Mrs. Cotton, did you go to overnight camp 
when you were a little girl? Um, I went for one year to a Girl Scout camp. I My parents um, really didn't know very much about camping. And um, my friends didn't go to camp, so no. But anyway, um, but I knew it was a good thing because as I was raising my kids, everybody went to camp. So... Okay, so that's that, where my kids were going. Okay, so that was my next question. So I know that Ken is the youngest of three boys. So um, do you remember how old your oldest was when you sent him to camp? I'm sorry? Do you remember how old your oldest son was when you first sent him to camp? He was um, like 10 and a half, and he never wanted to go to camp. And um, the reason we chose the camp we did was because um, we had a friend whose family owned a camp, and in May, at that time, you never were able to get your kid into camp. So we made a call and said, Michael wants to go to camp. Can you get us in? And they did. Um, and that, the rest is history. And, 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 hated it, and all three way. of your boys went to the same camp? Yes. Okay. And one year, all three went. What were some of the benefits that you thought... Um, they would they would have if they went to overnight camp like what were some i know that all their friends went but aside from all their friends going what were some of the reasons that you oh, wanted you wanted them to have that I, experience if they need to gain independence and um they need to not follow our rules necessarily but they need to follow rules and if someone else gave it to them they seem to do better than mom and dad giving them you know you have to do this and you have to do this I think they learned friendship. I think they learned independence. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a wonderful experience for my boys. You know, something that I never had. So it right. was a learning experience for me, too. Yeah, no, I, I I feel like you've been reading our brochures, but maybe not. Maybe that, I mean, the fact that, that you know, all those years ago, you felt the same way, I think it's pretty awesome. Um, did your boys ever get homesick? I don't think so. I don't know. If they did, I didn't. Well, excuse me, Kenneth got homesick. Yes. Ken, did you get homesick? And I, so and I, and I hold on, him. Mom. Hold on. I got to divulge this information because it scarred me, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the first the first year I went to camp, I was very homesick, and it was, it was a tough experience. And that's why I think that um, I remember that and how I went to a different camp um, the second year. And I fell in love with it and got over my homesickness and gave it another chance. And it's something, uh, something I appreciate, the fact that my parents didn't give me another option and they said, you're going to camp. And the other thing is, he probably was too young to go to camp. But I was five, right, my Mom? Reason, <laughs> my reason for sending him was he had two older brothers there. Right. Yeah, and I, I think it's a lot easier to go much younger when you have an older when you have an older sibling. Yeah, he had two older siblings who loved it, so that was my thought. Right um, now, did they write a lot of letters when they were at camp? My oldest son wrote one letter, which will summarize everything. <laughs> Hi, mom and dad. This is my letter to get into dinner. <laughs> We've heard a lot about those kind of letters. They they were too busy, and that was okay. So you understood that you understood as a parent, you, you know, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Okay. So, um, and did Ken ever write letters? I don't remember. Uh. See, I'm the third child. Hold on. I'm the third child. So, 
you know, they, they don't remember much about me because the first two, like, my older brother has, has three books of pictures. My middle brother has a book and a half, and I got, like, three pages. Um, all right. Well, this, that's probably all true. Well, he gets a lot of attention at camp, Mrs. Cotton, so don't you worry. Um, okay, so I know that you talked about the benefits of overnight camp back then, um, and a lot of them clearly um, carry over to the benefits of overnight camp today, um, something that you didn't have back then were uh, electronics and these kids who are just so obsessed and addicted to their electronics. Um, and camp is, you know, a break from that. Um, do you, can you speak to that at all? Or, um, you know, I have to tell you as an adult, when I go out for an evening, my friends and I look around the table, there are couples, who don't talk to each other, who hold on to the phone and look. And when I take my grandchildren out, I say, you can't look at your phone. You can't. I'm, I'm taking you out for dinner. I think that going to camp should be electronic free. I do. Yes, we I agree. You have to learn how to talk to each other and look at each other and play and have fun, not talk to your phone. I agree. And, and it's, it's pretty amazing. I have to say for as worried as they are about it, especially the first time when they have to, you know, give that phone back, they, they realize pretty, pretty quickly that, uh, they're going to be okay. They're going to be able to function. And they, all these skills they didn't know they had, but like learning to look each other in the eye and have a conversation and play cards. and And that's right. And talk. Talk to each other. Talk to each other, like to each other, not into a device when even when the person's right across the table or, you know, that's the right. sofa. That's right. Um, all right. That, that's a nice segue. Speaking of sofas, when you're sitting across from Ken in a sofa and you're engaged in like what you think is a pretty serious conversation, has he ever fallen asleep and just started snoring? <laughs> no. No. But he does it. But he you're- does it at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you if, must, you, if you does. asked, if you asked my wife, she would she would be able to answer that the way you well, want. Well, you know what? That's it. a compliment to you, Mrs. Cotton, because <laughs> clearly what you're saying is a lot more important than what I'm saying. So, um, <laughs> so that's nice. Um, okay, Ken has <laughs> Ken has said that being a camp director is like a dream come true. How proud are you of the job that he's doing at Bowercrest? I, I have to tell you that I, my my thought of him. It, he was always like the Pied Piper. Everybody followed him. His friends, everybody. And one of the things that I find is when people ask me what he does for a living and I tell them their feeling of Bowercrest. Oh, my God, I knew somebody that went there. Oh, my God, what a great job. And every person I know who has a son or a son-in-law said, my kid would love his job love his job and I'm very proud of him I mean you know they think that he works in the summer only and I say no he works works very hard 12 12 months of the year Um, the summer's the best part (laughs) I think he's doing a great job but nobody has has asked me (laughs) until now Um, all right. And this is, um, my last question and it's kind of, uh, you know, it, this is just a, it's subjective, but I want to know your opinion because, you know, your boys are older and then Ken's boys are older than my boys and my boys are, you know, just preteen and teen. Um, 
Do your little boys ever stop being your little boys? I will tell you this, that um, I've always been told a daughter is a daughter. Um, there's an old expression, daughter is a daughter. Um, all her life, a son is a son until he takes his wife. I don't believe that. I think that my boys, my boys, I'm going to cry. My boys are so respectful and caring and wonderful of their mother. Sure, I'm free entertainment for them because I'm back in the woods, but they are incredible human beings, Kenneth included. <laughs> well, that's nice that you, that you, uh, again, the third child, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, nice that you. you qualified that and included Ken, but you know what? That's clearly a testament to you. I think that you're pretty awesome. Um, and well, thank, thank you. And I'm thank gonna you. Go into my, I'm going to go into my appointment crying. I did a lot <laughs> that with this week. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been wonderful. <laughs> thank you so I much. Have to, I have to leave you. <laughs> Thanks mom. Bye honey. Bye. All right, it is time in the Best of the Crest podcast for one of our favorite games. And uh, games, features, segment, whatever you want to call it. What I call it is uh, something that has to do with the sound effect you're hearing right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Henry's Keys. So, Stacy, Ken, tell us why we salute Henry and his keys, if you don't mind. Henry, yes. as we've said before, is an icon at camp. This, is, this will be his 27th year on the Hill. Ooh. And Henry does everything anything and everything and he is um i don't know how we would ever be able to function without henry and he's got this set of keys for every single building and he knows where every one of them goes and um when people want to borrow them he gets very nervous and he follows them around <laughs> and he follows them around and the other thing about henry that i have to put out there is he is such a nice person he's just like he never complains he'll do anything and um the kids love him the staff loves him and uh he's the only one who walks more steps than me during the day mm. and we have a little competition there was a couple of days oh, really? last year where i actually beat him mm -hmm. um it took me roughing two games but i beat him um <laughs> so you wore a tracker or like a fitbit yeah, thing or whatever because yeah. we did have this yeah. nice little competition nice but he he walks oh, twenty thousand steps a day and Henry is a man of roughly how many years, if you don't mind me asking? He is. He just, ageless. He, I think he's ageless. He's ageless. He turned 50 last year. Oh, okay. So we had a big party big party at Camp Forum. So it's a fair fight yeah. between you, oh, you yeah. two guys. Yeah, okay. So shout out to Henry. Henry's Keys, this segment is where Ken and Stacy both come up with a key to attending Camp Bowercrest, to being at Camp Bowercrest. Could be for campers, could be for counselors, could be for parents. Who would like to go first today? I'll, I'll go first. All right, Stacy. So Your key. My key is, um, now that the weather is getting nicer, um, and hopefully when this podcast airs, it's really warm out, because um, today it's really warm. Um, it's The kids start to really start thinking about camp once the snow is off the ground and, um, you know, it starts to be spring sport time, which is right about now. Um, and it doesn't matter if a camper has, if this is a first time camper or if this is a camper who's been coming for three, four, five years, this is the time of year where kids can start, sometimes start to get a little anxious about, you know, transitions in general are some are hard, I think. And, um, and they might remember something that happened last year that, you know, they didn't love or whatever. And it might be anxious if it's their first time, of course, of course, if, really if it's their first time. Yeah. But I yeah. think that, I think that parents of first time campers are kind of prepared for that. I think that parents of returning campers, 
it's it comes as a surprise, even if it's every year. And um, and sometimes we're actually we'll we'll remind the parents. You know what he was like this last year too. Do you remember? And you know, once once it goes away, you kind of forget. Like like we all have that tendency um, to put things out of our mind. But I think that it's really important. There you have to kind of know your kids. So I have one of each kind where one of them loves to he has to talk everything through he has to talk it through until until he feels better and the other one does not want to talk at all and then it goes away and you just you have to kind of follow your child's um lead if your child's not talking about camp you don't have to ask if he's nervous he's and if your child is talking about it all the time just talk you can talk about the positives and if there is something you know not so great that he brings up absolutely talk about that and certainly, if it's something that you think that uh, Ken and I can help out with, that that's one of our favorite things to do is to is to, you know, kind of reassure and and um, and talk to kids. Um, it doesn't, you know, so definitely reach out. But so if it's something like the kid says to mom and dad, you know, I loved camp, but I can't help thinking about the the waterfront. I hate those swimming lessons. I just dread them because I'm terrible or because I just think it's too cold or something like that. That's something that a parent that, that's not so insignificant, they could actually bring that up to you guys. So yeah. I, I will, I will say this on, on, on that, on that front, on that example, on that front, no, no pun intended. Very good. Um, <laughs> thank thank you. you. Just talk to us about it. And one thing I would recommend is not to, um, not to say to your child, Oh, you know what? Maybe you don't want to have. Maybe you don't have to go back. Maybe you don't want to go back, because you put that doubt in their mind, and then they have the doubt in their mind. Whereas if you spin that and say, you know what? That's just one part, and I'm sure that, you know, it's only one small part of camp that you didn't like. Let's talk about all the things you do like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a conversation with a family the other day, and it was a, it was a very similar thing. There was one particular thing that happened last year, but it was only one little thing. So we talked about all the positives, and now you know it puts them in a much different frame of mind. And the other thing that I always recommend um, is we put out a lot of videos and a lot of uh, photos from the summer before. Go through those photos and show them all the, you know, that that's like a little montage, you know, right there of of all the great times that they had. And I think that just seeing that and seeing them with all those with all their friends and having fun um, can can really turn things around as well. I take it uh, this is a time of year also there are kids communicating with each other, maybe more so the older kids, and they're getting sort of fired up. And I guess that can be, hopefully that's a, a positive thing. I remember having some kids in here from uh, a different camp, but they were saying with like, uh, you know, a month before they were to report a camp, they were already talking about what they were going to do for like some skit night or music video night or something. That's good, but I take it um, it could also it could go either way with that, I guess. Like, you well, know. and I think especially with the younger kids who don't communicate yet, um, you know, even if they have phones, they they're not really calling each other when they're that young. Um, and I think with overnight camp, it's you know, it's if they live you know in different towns, you, maybe they don't see each other as often. Um, I, I just, I again, I think that it all goes back to um, just the parents helping them remember. And showing them, um, because when the kids are at camp, they don't see the photos. And I don't know that I ever showed my kids photos of themselves at camp. It just never occurred to me. I saw them all the time. Right. But I think it's, I think to, to kind of show the kids at the end of the summer, hey, this is what your summer looked like. And it looked pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a great point. There were the photos that comforted you, the parent, you know, because that's that dynamic that we all know about parents looking for the photos online. But maybe the kids didn't see it. And they were undoubtedly. You know, if there if there happen to be a photo where they're not smiling 
broadly. Maybe leave that one aside. I don't know. All those sh- th- th- those would be cut out. Well, the Henry's Keys tells me once again that it's time for uh, it's your turn, Ken. What would be your so Henry's it, it Key kind of, of the week? Piggybacks on off of what Stacy said, but um, I am Stacy and I both pride ourselves on on wanting the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I talk to the, I've built, I've been fortunate enough to build the relationships with us, with our staff. And I speak to the first and second year staff members once a month with a zoom call. For those of you that don't know that it's a video conference. Um, and they have given me some great suggestions. They feel comfortable giving me those suggestions. Um, one example is, um, one of the, one of the staff members really likes baseball and he, we have batting cages that we don't use as often as we should. And he's like, can we, can we use that more this summer? And I said, absolutely. So I've talked to him a couple of times about where that's going to go in the schedule and how that's going to play out. And so those type of suggestions, I, I am all ears. And as well, with not only with the, just the staff, but I want to put that out to all of our alumni, all of our parents. I am open to suggestions. Nothing is off the table. Um, there's no such thing as a, as, a, as a terrible suggestion. It's one that just may not be able to be used at this time. Um, with the resources that we have, but um, I want to hear from all of you about anything that you can suggest. And that, and I mean that. And have there been examples when someone just came up to you and said, hey, how about this? And it actually resulted in something changing? Um, did you just talk uh, about the fence? We were just well, talking yeah, about before we started well, we, recording. We did, Is that we, not... We did, yeah. We did. <laughs> Sorry. We did. I did have um, one, of our, one of our campers, actually, that we, we have a, in the right field. If somebody really hits the ball, um, there's, not a, there's not a fence there where mm-hmm. we could stop somebody from going into one of our tennis courts. So he suggested, why don't we put up, why don't you put up a fence? So that way, you know, the people won't go into the tennis courts. And plus the fact it's always nice to hit a home run over a fence. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. so for all you lefties out there, we're going to have a fence <laughs> I love in right it. field. I love it. Um, and you mentioned to me before we started recording this, that you actually place such a premium on input from your staff that you keep in touch with them during the year. Is that right? Yes. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I have a touch base with every one of our staff members at least three times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the first year and second year staff members, I talk to them once a month. And we, we have, I give them a, um, an agenda. Um, I gave them a couple of articles to read that we discuss. Um, I had them all read, I mean, listen to our last podcast to give us feedback on that. I take it the articles are about things like uh, being a good counselor, leadership, yeah. how to deal with. Or even sometimes them. it's just a matter of um, it was it's a cool story about a kid at school, just okay. just sure. about how they can make an have an, have such an effect on a child's life. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you know, the more that they can read about that, the more the positive stuff that they can read, um, the better prepared they will be to do that when they get to camp. And yeah, they, they learn to appreciate that. It's an interesting dynamic because you've got these kids that are looking for role models. You've got these teenagers, primarily teenagers, who are counselors, who are kind of at an interesting point in their life. And, it, and it's kind of great on both ends that they see that they can be a role model. I, I was just chatting with someone about uh, youth sports in my town, Sharon, and they said a great turning point in the basketball program was when they realized they should recruit or, or make open the possibility of, of high school kids coaching the kids who are in like fifth and sixth grade. Same age difference as camp counselor, camper. And the kids responded so well because they want, they're looking, they think kids that are, you know, four or five years older can be like 
gods to them, right? No question. I mean, yeah. it's like it's like I'm the I'm the president of Framingham Youth Lacrosse, mm. and so we have our younger kids go to the high school games. Smart. And yeah. I mean, they look at these these high school kids in uniforms like gods. Mm. I mean, oh my God, they're you know one of them gave their when he was a senior gave a stick to one of the younger kids. Mm. I mean, that was like you know, unbelievable. Right. Um, so I I mean to go back to. Just to back what, what, what we do with the staff. Um, the first year staff, you know, they, they have a lot of unknown expectations. And we talk about what, what, are, what my expectations for them are. We talk about what kind of hurdles they think they're going to have to overcome, what's going to be the toughest part. So when we get to staff week, all those conversations have already been had. Um, but then with the second year staff, what I have found is oftentimes um, the second year staff, you just say, oh, you've already done it once. You guys know everything there is to, to know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the case either. I mean, those those kids also need some guidance. So I do something different with them and give them some different articles and different um, things to read and different things to discuss and how they can be a mentor to the younger staff. Um, what kind of, what kind of um, circumstances happened last year that they weren't prepared for? So it'll help me kind of help the first-year staff. Um, I also have one of our um, leadership staff from last year is going to come back, and he is going to be their mentor mm-hmm. for the second-year staff. So I have one for the first-year staff, but I also have one for the second-year staff. Yeah, people who who are foreign to camp or say I, I don't get the whole camp thing. This is a dynamic that is second nature to me, having been a camp th- guy. But it's this kind of perpetual, you know, it's like the circle of camp. It's like you're you're a, you're a camper. You look up to your counselors. You become a counselor. You look up to the older counselors because those were your counselors. And then in the years to come, and maybe we've talked about this on the pod before, you, if you stay in touch, you've got not only great friendships, but you've got people who are kind of four or five years ahead of you in life, right? Oh, and, yeah. and you can go to them for job advice, career advice, family, anything, right? And even what we what we have, we have such a strong alumni base that, I mean, we, we have alumni who are 20 years out, 30 years out. I mean, because we've been around for, this is our 90th uh anniversary so we've been around a long time so we have and and all sorts of you know the networking possibilities are are really endless um so and actually we actually have one of our alums that's going to come up this summer and work with our staff on transferable skills onto a resume smart well that's the other thing i was going to say it's not i mean Ken keeps in touch with the staff um i do to a much lesser degree but ken does and it's it's not always just about what's going on at camp. I mean, he really, we know everything about, we know where they're applying to schools. We know the schools yeah. they've gotten into. Like mm-hmm. we Written know what's going on at home. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, um, and and I think that taking an interest, you know, because they have life outside of camp. Um, right, and sure. and I think that we really, you know, if, if we take care of our staff, then, you know, they're going to be a lot um, more, you know, they're going to be a lot more able to take care of the kids, which is, you know, that's, that's that's what the we gold. need. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for um, providing another edition of Henry's Keys. Shout out, Henry! Uh, excellent, excellent tips, guys. At per usual. Any final thoughts, Ken, Stacy? We happy? Uh, we happy? Yeah, Happiest we're happy. Podcast we're happy, and we know it. If you need to know anything about Bowercrest, give us a call. Go to the website. Right. Go to the website www.bowercrest.org. That's B A U E R C. R-E-S-T.org. <laughs> and a reminder, you can get all past episodes of this podcast at pod617.com or Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. 
Please uh, get on there, subscribe, leave a comment. Tell people how much you love Bowercrest and how much you love this. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Northern Lights Entertainment. Please check them out, northernlightsentertainment.com. Weddings, bar mitzvahs, whatever you need, they will rock your world. On behalf of Ken and Stacy, this is David Yaz, Boston Podcast Network, saying join us next time on Best of the Crests. Did Ken ever write letters? I don't remember.